Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. I'm ready to jump into the Word. We are, I got my notes, my iPad filled with all kinds of content for you that I can't wait to share with you. Tonight, we're gonna continue our series on spiritual warfare. We're in the book of Ephesians. We're going verse by verse. It's the We're talking about the study, the Bible study we've been doing, but we got to the portion of Ephesians where it's the armor of God. And I felt that we should go piece by piece on the armor of God before we finish the book of Ephesians. I don't just wanna read over it and go forward. It's so pivotal to especially of what we're going through right now and all that's happening, how much we need the full armor of God. The enemy is at work right now. So much injustice around the world, so much hatred going on. We need the armor of God. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. So we're gonna continue talking about the armor of God, spiritual warfare, trust me. Listen, last week, God moved. The week before, God moved. I'm telling you tonight, as we open up the scriptures, God is gonna move. So here's what I need you. I need you to move. So what I want you to do is I want you to press the share button on Facebook. So if you're watching on Facebook, press that share button. Invite all your friends to come watch the service with you. So just press the share button and say, we're talking about spiritual warfare tonight. Watch everybody jump on because they wanna know how to defeat the devil. Trust me, a lot of people going through demonic activity. I believe that too. So So press that share button, invite all your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, click, um, just copy the link, share it to a friend, text to them or email or do whatever you got to do and get them to watch. Don't forget to like our page, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you are connected with us. I'm going to give you a second to do that. Come on, come on. Let the Lord use your your Facebook wall. Let the Lord use your text messages and it's going to be right. good. So, all right. Y'all ready? We're ready. If you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Estás listo? Para Cristo. Para Cristo. All right, let's go. Right. Honey, I invite you to the living room. Right oh, here. I thank you so much. <laughs> let's go. How you doing, Pablo, on the drums? Check out the drums. Hey. Come on, man. You doing good, man of God? I like that his hat says peace. Peace. All the way across. That's, it. That's, That's right. what it says. Peace. Peace over your mind in Jesus' If it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Woo! Come on. That I was a good that one today. I put today on my, my social media. I had to post that one up on my story. I got to help some people, you know? What was that? I got to help some people. How to help oh, somebody. It's helping. It's helping. You can't it's lose working. your peace, especially right now. There's a lot going on in the world, and we just need to make sure we pray and we seek the face of Almighty God. Come on now. Awesome. Well, let's uh, open up our Bibles. Ephesians chapter number 6. We're going to read verses 10 through verse 18. And uh, I am thrilled to jump into God's Word, and we are going to jump into this It's going to be a special, special time. Text all your friends. Don't forget, Sunday is going to be amazing. Text your friends right now. Time to jump on this Bible study. Let's go. Come on, somebody. It's going to help somebody. Oh, yeah. And then after every service on Sunday, we're going to be sanitizing everything. So anyway, it's going to be safe. All right, right. cool. We're going to do what we can. We're going to do what we can. All right. Obviously, we're covered under the power of Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter number six. Get your notes out. Get ready to take some notes because note takers are? World shakers. You remembered. (laughs) Okay, world changers. I like that one too. Note takers are world changers. That kind of rhymes. I like that one better, kind of. Ephesians 6.10. Let's read, honey, if you can for us. Read through verse number uh, 14. Okay, starting. Starting in verse 10 and go through verse 14. We'll pray 
And we're about to jump into this study, y'all. Go so for it. So 10 through 14, yeah. Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so the that when the, armor. the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. In Jesus' name, the like breastplate of righteousness in place. Tonight, we're gonna move on and talking about the armor of God, we talked about the belt of truth. Now we're gonna talk about the breastplate of righteousness and how that portrays or how that plays into your spiritual walk with God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight for your word. Your word is already anointed. It is our mind that needs to be anointed to understand. Speak to us, challenge us, Lord, stretch us, and, and God, just put in us the desire to put on the armor of God, to dig and search to live in righteousness. Today, help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody amen. says amen. amen and amen. Come yeah. on, somebody. Thank you, brother, so much. Let's talk about tonight the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, and, uh, and talk about this. Quick summation. There are six pieces to the armor of God. Ephesians chapter number six breaks it down in six verses, and it really talks about how to deal with spiritual warfare. These final verses in Ephesians, Paul the Apostle is going to then empower the church not only to understand spiritual warfare, but then how to overcome spiritual warfare. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, understand spiritual warfare. Number two, overcome spiritual warfare. You see, a lot of people are trying to overcome spiritual warfare, but they're not understanding how spiritual warfare plays out. And so I'm proud of you. You're tuning in. You're hungry every Wednesday. I know you want the word of God, but you have to recognize Hosea chapter four and verse six is not on the notes. You could just write it down. But the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. It doesn't say that people perish because of lack of prayer. Not that you don't need to pray. You should pray. It doesn't say that people perish because of the lack of friends. It doesn't mean that they perish because of the lack of connections. It says that people perish for the lack of knowledge. Now, the Bible tells in James that God gives wisdom, but that God does not give knowledge. Knowledge is you seeking and studying, and knowledge has to be downloaded into your life. You cannot go to bed and say, God, give me all the knowledge of the Bible. It's not going to happen. God can only give you wisdom on the knowledge you spent time learning. So your life succeeding and overcoming is dependent on how committed you are to knowledge. I feel the power of God already, already right now. Already. So be a knowledge seeker. Mm. I don't want to be a know-it-all. I want to be a learn-it-all. Mm. I want to learn. I want to study. I want to get myself into a posture of a student and uh, always be hungry for the Word of God. And so again, understand. So Paul's going to tell us how to understand spiritual warfare. And he starts by telling us where the battle is. And I want to start here one more time just for 30 seconds just to set our, 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 our mindset. 
as we break down the spiritual warfare. But in Ephesians 6 and 12, the Bible tells us that our wrestle or our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So right off the bat, spiritual warfare cannot be handled through physical um, you know, combat. It is a spiritual thing. So you've got to know how to understand the spiritual realm. It's against rulers, authorities, principalities, and spiritual forces of weakness in high places. Raps, I, t- yes. I taught it to you last time. Ephesians 6.12, to put it up there on the screen for you, for you to see. That way you know what I'm talking about. Ephesians 6.12, here it goes, bam. So there it is. So Ephesians 6.12. And so that way you know where the battle is for your life and how to overcome that and uh, to put that together. Um, Ephesians 6.12. If you put that up for me, that would be great. I'll wait for your team. No, I'm going to have him put it up. Okay, awesome. Praise the Lord. There it is. So I'm hoping you can see it there online. So again, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6.12, but it's against rulers, authorities, principalities, and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So this is where we do battle. So Paul is going to give us the spiritual weapons, how to overcome these spiritual battles. So as we're talking about the armor of God, this is not a physical armor. So this is not something that you're going to wear in the physical realm. This is something that has to happen in a spiritual component. So we talked about truth. Now we're going to talk about righteousness. So if you're taking notes, write this down. The breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Now, if we're going to break down um, righteousness, first Paul is going to give us a picture of a Roman soldier and correlate that to what it looks like for us in the spiritual realm because we are doing war in the spiritual realm. You are, you are a soldier of Christ that has to do war in the spiritual realm. A lot of forces at work right now. So Paul last week uses the belt of truth and the belt of truth, we, I told you, holds everything together and you, truth holds you all together. We're not clink, 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 clink. You know what I mean? You, you gotta have the truth right, right. on your life. You're like, what does that mean? Go watch it last week so you'll get it. Last you know? week. So the belt of truth, right, is wrapped around. Now it goes on to breast, the breastplate of righteousness. Now, righteousness is a breastplate. Now, let me break down righteousness in a moment. But a breastplate is what a Roman soldier would wear. And what it would do is it would guard his internal organs. Mm -hmm. So in combat, it was a defensive mechanism, the breastplate was, so that if they were doing combat with the enemy, they would, if, if they happened to not you know, um, stop a blow with the shield or without their sword and perhaps a, a, an, an attack from the enemy got through, the breastplate would then guard their hearts and their in, vital internal organs. So the breastplate was a very important part of a soldier's um, armor. It also was a, 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 um, a badge of honor. So a high-ranking official or high-ranking officer would have a very ornate breastplate that would look very, you know, made of gold and would have emblems. And it was a, it was a badge of honor is to have a very, uh, you know, detailed breastplate, decorated. that decorated breastplate that would show the type of officer that this soldier was. And the Bible is going to tell us, Paul's going to say that what's going to guard your spiritual internal organs and your heart is going to be this thing called 
righteousness. Mm. So righteousness is what guards your life and is a medal of honor on a believer's heart against spiritual warfare. Now, what is righteousness? I'm going to have you interject here in a second, honey. Um, righteousness in definition, write this down. You're a student member, Hosea 4, 6, lack of knowledge may will perish. Righteousness in definition, righteousness is to be in right standing with God. So righteousness to be in right standing with God. That is the word righteous. So it means I'm in right standing with God. However, let me take you a step deeper in what righteousness is. Righteousness is the application of truth. Say it again. Righteousness is the application of truth. So if you're somebody who's righteous before God, you're somebody who is applying the truth of God's word to your life. So um, how do you know you're righteous is because remember the belt of truth that was level one. You're righteous because God, I'm hearing your word and I'm applying it to my life to be in right standing with God. It's one thing to be a hearer of the word. Mm. What does God want us to be? Doers. Doers of the word. Mm. So that righteousness, righteous living becomes a guard to our lives. Amen. It's living holy. Amen. Living Amen. holy is still in style. It's still in style. Never went out of style. That's what I'm talking right. about. So stay holy, right? And, and, you know, of course, you might have heard it in different terms, but the bottom line is to be in right standing with God, to live pure, gives you a pure heart. Honey, how important is it to be in right standing with God? And how does the enemy always try to fight us to get out of right standing with God? You know, the enemy is always fighting to get us away from God and how, you know, yeah. We need the breastplate of righteousness because the enemy is after our heart. The yes. enemy wants your heart. The enemy wants Talk my heart. It. The enemy wants my husband's heart. Come the on. enemy wants your family's heart. That's why scripture tells us to take heart. Jesus says, take heart for I have overcome the world. We have to yep. take heart. Above all else, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. It doesn't, it doesn't emphasize more to guard any other part of our body but our hearts because that is what needs to be protected most. That's what needs to be covered most. That is the place that needs to be in right standing with God. And, you know, we have to protect it. We have to also be mindful of it that sometimes our feelings, because our heart is our feelings, our emotions, yeah, right. our, our attitude, you know, uh, sometimes our feelings don't always line up with our faith. Right. So we have to have that faith in front of us and guard our heart, guard our feelings right. because we can't always trust it. But we, So we have to guard it and say, no, the righteousness is protecting me and over it. For example, saying, you know, I don't really feel uh, the goodness of God today. I don't feel the favor of God in my day. But my faith tells me, my feelings tell me I don't really feel it today. But my faith tells me that God is good. My faith tells me that God is just. My faith tells me that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So it's guarding that that place regardless of where it goes. And let me tell you, the fiery darts of the enemy are constantly coming, whether it be mind battles, generational strongholds, soul ties, things that are just constantly sin, you know, that, that uh, from your past, it just wants to pull you back, pull you back, all those things, all those fiery darts are constantly coming at us daily. And if we don't have the breastplate of righteousness on, it's not just wearing it, uh, you know, saying I have my armor on, it's protection. Yeah. It's protection from the enemy. And there's no good deed. There's no um, uh, place of accolade or no degree that can earn you that protection other than 
Jesus and falling under the submission of Jesus and his word and what he says and salvation and forgiveness. We, it, we can only attain that through Jesus Christ. And the enemy will lie to us and say that we could attain protection, you know, from, from, the, from the, the darts of the enemy and uh, in a different way or that, you know, I got it. I'm good on my own. I don't need God. Oh, yes, you do. Because maybe you're driving, you say, well, I make it to work fine. I make it here fine. I'm doing fine every day. But let me tell you, we are living in a spiritual realm more than a physical realm. And you need protection in that place. And it gives a, a sense of security right. as well. I'm just secure knowing that I'm wearing my armor because I know those fiery darts are coming. But I know that I know that I know that I have the protection, the impenetrable protection of the breastplate of righteousness. Right. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Righteous, righteousness with God is protection from spiritual warfare. Righteousness with God is protection against spiritual warfare. So when you're in right standing with God, that protects you from the attacks of Satan. It is a defense against Satan. Satan cannot mess with you when you're living right before God. So there are two levels of righteousness and I want you to, I gotta teach, so stay with me. There is the imputed righteousness and the imparted righteousness. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I, we teach Bible college here. We teach theology here. We don't mess around. We love the word. That's where your deliverance comes through the word of God and also through sound doctrine. The, in, the imputed righteousness of Christ is the righteousness that comes in you because you put your faith in Jesus. So number one, we're only righteous before God because of Jesus Christ coming to be our savior. Romans chapter three and verse 22 says this, the righteousness from God comes through faith in Christ Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference. So your righteousness between God is because of what Jesus did on the cross. Now, because of what Jesus did, the blood of Jesus washes of our sins, we're right, we are in right standing with God. However, that doesn't mean that we can go on sinning, go on and disobeying God, go on and living, living it up, you know, woo, lit, you know, and just go around, you know, fornicating or, <laughs> right, or getting all right. lit and thinking, well, I, I believe in Jesus, so I'm right. No, no, no. You are in rebellion, mm. okay? Even the devil believes in Jesus, but he don't live right, okay? Come on. So... There has to be fruit of our confession. Mm. So that's why Jesus then says in, in uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he says this. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his what? Righteousness. His what? Righteousness. Righteousness. And all of these things shall be added to you as well. So God, so Jesus, the words of Jesus are the red letters. He says, you got to seek to be righteous. Now, wait a minute. I thought I was righteous because of what Jesus did. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you then continue to live in sin and think that you're right before God. Mm. Yes, because of Jesus, you're right before God. Right. But your, your, your life then has to progressively show the fruit of your confession that I'm not going to be in sin. As Paul said, you know, so because of grace, we sin on the, all the more? Of course not. So I have to seek to be righteous. Yes, if I fall, I'm forgiven, but there's a difference between falling into sin and living in sin. Mm. So you got to make sure that if you fall, you repent and you get right before God immediately, because if not, then living unrighteous actually leaves you open to the attack of Satan. We're about to Come talk on. about it now, okay? Go. Here go, we go, go. okay? Go. All of that to get to this. Mm -hmm. 
because people don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. It ain't popular, and I may not get a lot of amens or a lot of likes, or I'm not going to get a lot yeah. of comments right now, but I don't preach for the applause of man. I preach to present you before God. When you live unrighteous, yeah. you, are, you are inviting the attack of Satan. I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. When you don't live right before God, it's not God who's punishing you. It's you are outside of God's protection and Satan has full authority to mess with you because you're not under the protection of living right before God. So when you disobey God and you decide to sin and you decide to say, you know what, God, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. You are walking outside of God's protection and now your unrighteous living leaves you open and Satan has fair game on your life. Mm. He can attack you, slap you, mess with you, compress you, distress you. And, ch- and some of you, I'm telling you, the reason why the spiritual war in your life is so high is because you're living unrighteous before God. Wow. I love you, but I got to tell you what the Bible says, because righteousness is your defense. It is your breastplate. And the reason you're feeling such a high level of spiritual warfare is because you are in disobedience to God. And if you want Satan to stop messing with you, then you've got to apply James 4, 6. The Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, then the devil flees. A lot of people are trying to resist the devil, but not submit to God. And if you don't submit to God, your disobedience is going to leave Satan. He's going to wreck your life. He's going to wreck your family. And you're going to get mad at, oh, God did it. God's like, I didn't do nothing. I was trying to get you to be right before me. But when when you disobey God, it gives access to Satan. And so righteousness is your defense. Unrighteousness is an open door for Satan to come mess with your life. So So it's like this, okay? Let me break it down to you like this. My wife loves this analogy because it's her favorite. This is her favorite right here. Uh Uh-oh. Here you go. It's a joke, actually. I'm being facetious. I don't know where we're going. But (laughs) righteousness, to be in right standing, would be like your house being everything right, everything clean, okay? You clean your house. You're like, you know, Clorox, vacuum, your house is clean. That's righteous. Your house is right. It's right. It's clean. It's the way it should be. Unrighteousness would be like you leaving the trash all out in your living room. Okay. So imagine your, your, your house, okay, wherever you live, your house, your apartment, your home, your condo. Imagine if you threw all your trash in your living room. Oh. Okay. You just threw all your trash in your living room. Well... Okay, when you do that, you are going to get, you are un, what's the word? You are, you are, you're attracting, you're attracting and inviting little cockroaches. I knew you were going to say that. See, my wife hates this. I knew you were going to say that. Oh. So listen, so by you not keeping your house (laughs) clean, right, and throwing the trash in the right place and just throwing it in the living room. You are actually un, just unintentionally inviting yeah. all of the roaches. Oh. So then roaches are going to show up to your living room. And you're going to be like, why do these roaches show up? I didn't invite no roaches. By you throwing your trash in the living room, yeah. you attracted the roaches. Your unrighteousness is the trash inviting the demons. 
So your disobedience, you're like, I didn't invite no devils. Your disobedience invited the roaches. Mm -hmm. And those roaches tell their friend roaches and the neighbor roaches say, yo, come over here. There's all kinds of trash we can mess with. Mm -hmm. So your unrighteousness, demons invite demons and it starts to come. So I'm telling you, get right before God and you are going to, you're going to be able to stop a lot of the spiritual warfare. So I say this with love, but you got to stop the fornication. You got to stop you know, disobeying God. You got to stop, you know, uh, the unforgiveness. You got to stop all of that, you know, uh, getting, uh, getting lit. You know, you got to stop all of that and say, man, I'm not, I'm not going to let this mess with my mind. You got to stop divination. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to stop looking up to witchcraft and you got to stop all of that. That's mm. disobedient to mm. God. You got to stop being outside of the obedience to God and get right before God. And you'll see the spiritual world. Why? Because it's the breastplate mm-hmm. of, of righteousness, righteousness. of righteousness. I love how you're saying that. What, what I thought of when you were yeah, saying that, right. yes, inviting them, but also what we're doing is we are uh, opening the door. Yep. You are opening the door. You're wondering, man, I, I go to church, I worship, I went to the altar, but I just don't feel like I changed after I left. Well, there's somewhere where uh, possibly where you opened the door and gave permission for the enemy to have a foothold in an area in your life. So they're able, it, it could release a spirit of torment, um, it could release a, a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of depression, a spirit of, you know, it, it, whatever it yep. is, you know, um, a spirit of lust, you know, uh, maybe, you know, you could retract and you gotta find where the beginning of it uh, was and where, when you open, when and where you open that door and renounce it in Jesus' name so that you can shut that door, clean the house, because what you do is you, you, you speak yeah. it, you name it, and then you give it to the Lord, you repent of it, and that door shuts. You gotta take that trash out where it's been attracting the enemy, where the enemy has been rummaging and living and you know, eating high off the hog in there, off all your trash and, and, and putting his feet up and making himself at home. And that's why you, know, you come to the altar, you go back and you don't realize, man, I don't feel healed. I don't feel it, I don't feel it. There's a door that has been open and I pray right now and the way, the way you're like, I don't know what it is, but I do feel that way. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you when and where you open that door. You know, maybe a soul tie with someone that you had a past relationship with and now, you know, you feel like you keep going in the same cycle all the time. When did you open that door? Renounce it. Give it to Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Turn away from it. Repent of it and shut that door. Say, enemy that you came in, you have no permission. I forbid you to have uh, an area or a room where you feel that you can just run rampant in me. Now, there was a time in my life, babe, where I felt that the enemy had a foothold in my mind. Oh my goodness. I had this, this, this picture of myself and I was in my living room and I, I saw in the spirit, the enemy was just throwing me like a rag doll inside of my living room, just up against this wall, up against that wall. And that's how I felt like I was just taking a beating from the enemy until I took authority over it. And I said, why did I let that 
threats begin? How did, how did the enemy get feel so comfortable to go that far throwing me around? Does he know who I am? Do I know who I am? I rebuke that in Jesus' name and I see where I possibly open the door to allow the enemy to continue and fester with that thought and, and this, this uh, heaviness over me and then I rejected it. I repented. I said, Lord, I'm sorry for opening that door. I'm sorry for, you know, uh, maybe what I said or what, or what I opened up to and I renounce it in Jesus' name and the enemy has to go resist the devil and he will flee. Don't forget the first part, submit to God. Submit to God. Then resist the devil. Absolutely. Yes. So, and the reason I say is because a lot of believers, they ask, right. everybody always says, resist the devil, he'll flee. That's not what the whole verse says. The verse says, submit to God, mm-hmm. then resist the devil, mm-hmm. and he will flee. But sometimes it's, it's hard to submit to God. You know, Well, like, that's the part that I want to talk about. Let's go. Because okay. you can try to resist the devil all you want, there but you if go. you're in disobedience, yeah. you know, you, you can claim, you can claim um, you know, Isaiah all, all you want where the Bible says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm-hmm. But if you're in disobedience to God living in sin, that weapon's going to prosper. Yeah, right. Okay. Satan's going right. to prosper. And you're going to wonder, oh my goodness, why, why is my life in turmoil? Because you're in disobedience yeah. to God. And I love you, but you're not under the protection of Almighty God because you're not right before God. You're not That's repentive. Right. And I say this with love. Listen, I love you, but... Mm-hmm. If I don't teach you how to get right with God, then I'm no pastor. Then I have, I, I've, I've foregone my authority. My goal is to get you right before God. And I'm telling you, the strongest thing you can do is repent. Revival is always marked by repentance, not emotion. And a lot of times people mark revival by emotion. I felt the goosebumps. That's not revival. Revival is marked by repentance. When you feel the spirit of God, you want to get right with God. You, it keeps you up at night. You say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, forgive me of my disobedience. And you want to get right with God. That's revival. That's why God is moving at Freedom House. You want to see what revival looks like? Revival doesn't look like full chairs. It looks like full altars. It looks like people coming and saying, I want to get right with God. It looks like people getting saved. It looks like people crying out to heaven. It looks like tears. It looks like transformation. Because God's not trying to make you a better version of you. He's trying to transform you into Christ. So I'm not trying to be a better version of Josiah. I'm trying to be a repented version of Josiah Mm. to be like Christ. Mm. And I'm just going to say, because Anne, I love you. If there's some areas tonight that you need to get right before God and repent, say, Lord, forgive me of this hatred. Forgive me of this bitterness. Forgive me, Lord, of this, this judgment. Forgive me, you know, of whatever it is that you're battling. You know, you, I'm telling you, the way to overcome spiritual war, Paul's telling us the breastplate of righteousness I want to be right with God. Mm. I want, I, and that's the most important thing of your life. I don't want to be right with my friends. I want to be right with God. You know, if, uh, right. what did Paul say? He said, if I live to please man, my life would be futile, right? I live to please God. So this is so vital important. Now, let me read to you 1 Peter 5 8. I'm going back to how the enemy um, tries to uh, basically run wild in your life. The Bible says, be sober and be vigilant. It says, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan is not looking to nibble on your life. Satan is not looking to lick you like a cat. He's looking to devour you. And especially, I'm going to say, some of you, can't say it for everyone, but I will say this and you know who I'm talking to, but some of you watching this right now, you know that God has a great call on your life. I'm not saying someone else doesn't, but there's a reason why you're tuned into this. There's a reason why someone else is not tuned into this, but you're tuned in tonight. There's a reason why you're locked in and why this message is speaking to you 
and why even now you can't wait for this to be over so that you can get on your knees and cry out before God and say, Lord, I want to get right with you because there's such a call of God on your life that the enemy wants to devour your influence and your impact that's going to reach people for the glory of God. And I'm telling you, the road to to success is is not the road of more earthly connections. The road to success is repentance before God. Is saying, God, I want to get right before you in every area yes. of my life. I want to yes. get my money right before you. I want to tithe. I want to get my life right with you, Lord. I want to make sure that I'm forgiving. I want to get my prayer life. I want to get my holiness, my purity. I want to be pure before the Lord. Now, does that mean you're perfect? No. But what it means is you're repentive. It's saying, Lord, when I fall, I get back up and I get right. Though a righteous man may fall seven times, he gets back up. Like I told you, there's between uh, falling into sin and living in sin. So this is, not, this is not a judgment message. This is a message to invite you back to get right before the Lord and to carry the breastplate of righteousness. So Anything you want to add to that, honey? So good, so good. You know, I just want to qualify what I said earlier about coming to the altar. Coming to the altar is a powerful thing and things shift yeah. and things change. And God does, I mean, one encounter with the Holy Spirit can change the rest of your life. I'm talking about maybe that one thing, that one thing that you're hanging on to or that one thing that you don't want to give up or that one thing that you don't want to face maybe something that happened in the past you just don't you're in denial or you don't want to face it you don't want to acknowledge it and God wants to heal that place in you so you come to the altar but you pick that right back up and you go back to your seat or you go back to your home and God wants to heal that in you so that you can feel his goodness you could feel his forgiveness you can feel his freedom some of you need forgiveness some of you need freedom some of you need both So I just want to encourage you that, you know, we're going to be opening up on Sunday and I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited for those of you, you know, who who feel comfortable to come to the house of God that um, you better believe the altars are going to be open. You better believe that this is, there's going to be such a roar. I mean, we think, you know, we read that scripture that the enemy roars around like, uh, roams around like a roaring lion. Well, you know what? He has not yet heard the roar of the saints that are becoming from this house, a shout of freedom a shout of praise and you know what God's gonna just restore some of you that are coming you're broken during this pandemic maybe you fell away maybe you have fallen into sin maybe you've been so distracted you defaulted back to some old ways maybe you picked up drinking again maybe you picked up smoking and maybe you called your ex and started that relationship again maybe you know you started an affair and you just feel oh my gosh what have I done during this time what I have not taken care of this time you know what God wants to restore you God wants to bring you back to his place of healing and forgiveness and restoration. And I want you to know that God loves you. God loves you. Listen, his perfect love casts out all fear. So you don't have to be afraid to come to the house of God. You don't have to feel, I feel like some people maybe feel guilty to come back to the house of God. Don't feel guilt. Don't feel shame. Come to the house of God come. He's waiting for you. He loves you. He wants to embrace you right now. And if you've fallen away and you feel so much guilt and shame and condemnation, don't run away from God. Run to God. That is where you want to be. That is where you want to be. You want God to restore the armor in your life. Protect your heart. Guard your heart. Because we talked last week about the seed that can come in and grow in your life. And we want to remove that seed of the enemy and and implant the truth of the Lord in you. Amen. Amen. God is faithful to forgive you of all sins. Write this down. Righteousness protects my heart. Righteousness protects my heart. 
And so you want to be righteous because you want to live out of a pure heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Going back to my wife says, there's a, you've got to keep a pure heart before God. So many people, they serve God out of guilt, not out of love. Mm. God doesn't want you to serve out of guilt. So true. He wants you to serve that out of so love. True. Okay, so we remove all guilt. Yes. Romans chapter 8 and verse yes. 1 says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ yes. Jesus. If you're in Christ, you're forgiven, you yes. repent. When you go on your knees tonight, you say, Father, forgive me of all my sins. I repent, Lord, yes. of, and then you name what it is you're repenting of, and you, you mean it with your heart. At that minute, the blood of Jesus washes you, and you're forgiven. You don't need to feel guilty. You need to now fall back in love with God. And you say, God, from this day forward, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obey you, and I'm gonna live right before the Lord. And so that's Amen. what you want to do. Amen. Um, uh, number two, write this down. Righteousness produces, uh, produces faith. And so when you're righteous before God, it increases your faith. You know, when you're not right before God, come on, let's be honest. You know that you don't have a lot of faith because you're like, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm living in sin or man, I'm, I'm messing around. You, you, you don't have, your faith is weak. So when you're righteous, man, you, your faith is strong. You're like, Lord, I'm right with you. I'm believing God for healing and miracles and signs and wonders. Sha-ba-ba-ba. You know what I mean? It produces faith. And here's how the Bible says in Isaiah 54, 14. It says, in righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed come and it on. will not come near you. Oh, somebody Why? needs to declare yeah, that declare right that. Now. Man, I'm yes. right before God, so ain't no tyranny going to come near me. Ain't no terror going to come and nothing's going to come near my house. And mm. My home is living right before the Lord. Um, and we need to recognize that. Righteousness produces power in your prayers. So mm. when you're right before God, meaning you're repentant, Father, I'm right before you. It's going to bring power to your prayers. James chapter 5 and verse 16 says it like this. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray so that you may be healed. It says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So get right before God. Repent so that your prayers can be powerful and move mountains. And you'll make that happen in Jesus' name. That's all I got for you tonight. Come on, somebody. Give God a hand clap because we're going to live right before the Lord. Shout amen. So good. Well, I think it's only proper that tonight we give an opportunity for everybody to get right before the Lord. I think that that's a beautiful thing. Righteousness is my protection. Unrighteousness leaves me unprotected for the devil to have his way with me. So, honey, why don't you pray and uh, just lead people to a moment of getting right before God? Okay, do you want them to repeat after me or you want me to just say a prayer? You can go forward, whatever you feel. Okay, I want you to receive this prayer right now. As wherever you are right now, just lift your hands and you're saying, I need to repent. I need God to speak to me and, and help me during this time. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person who is physically lifting their hands and saying, crying out to you right now for you to bring their lives into alignment and obedience to your word. We repent right now of all unrighteousness. We turn away from all sin. And Lord, we ask God that you reveal to us areas that we need to make right before you. Yes, Lord. Lord, if we're walking and we don't know what we're walking with, reveal Thank it you, to Jesus. us so that we can pinpoint where the enemy has been striking us over and over. Yeah. We pray right now for a deliverance over some people that are watching right now. You need deliverance of alcoholism, deliverance of depression, deliverance 
from old things that you opened up, you opened doors to a witchcraft and me, uh, you said something like mediums or something like that, or getting into old things. We, we, read, we ask for deliverance from those things. We pray right now, God, for healing over our minds, healing over our hearts, healing over our lives, God, so that we can walk righteously and justly before you. We pray right now as our hands are lifted high and we cry out to you and say, Lord, we give it all to you. I am ready to turn away from my sin, from all that trash that has been building up. I close the door to it in Jesus' name. I repent. I ask for your forgiveness and I receive your forgiveness with the blood of your son Jesus that was on that cross. I receive that blood. I receive that healing. I receive that right now in yes, Jesus' Lord name amen amen so here's what i want to do thank you for that prayer pastor marie you're watching this you know that you need to repent from some things i want to give you the opportunity to do that it would be an injustice for me just to say okay god bless you later right. every word requires a response every word always cares with it carries with it an action so as you're watching this there's some things you need to repent from i want to give you that opportunity and i'm gonna make it to you very simple you have two choices you can either A, repent and get right with God, come under his protection, or B, don't repent and keep letting the devil beat you up for the rest of your life. <laughs> so choice is yours. My prayer is that you say, I'm done getting slapped around by Satan. I'm done letting this sin dominate my life. I'm done letting demons dictate my future. I'm done letting addictions determine whether or not I live free or I live bound. I'm done with this uh, stronghold. I'm done with this soul yes. tie. I'm done with yes. this. And I'm gonna yes. get, I'm gonna repent, I'm gonna submit to God. And when I submit to God, it's gonna give me the strength to resist the devil. Yes. And the devil's gonna have to come flee. On, come on, come because on. there is no pathway into my life yes. in Jesus' name name. Yes. So if you're watching this right now, however it is, if you're driving, pull over for five minutes for a quick yes. second. Mm -hmm. And I want you right now, everyone, if you're able to, I want you just to close your eyes right now. Close your eyes and I want you to bow your head, not in shame or guilt, but I want you to bow reverence. it in reverence that God, you are the Lord, the sovereign God. You are El Shaddai, the ever-present one. You are Elohim, the creator. You are the God that I need to serve and submit my life to. So with the heart full of gratitude, not guilt, but gratitude, because God, Christ has made provision for you to get right before him. His mercies are made brand new every morning, Lamentations 3.23. There's mercy for you right now. So with your head bowed out of grace, say, God, I come to you boldly before the throne room of grace. Say this, thank you, Lord. Come thank on right you, now. Lord. Thank you for making a way thank you for, for me to repent and to turn back to you. So I want you to say this, say, Lord, Lord, I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Now, you don't have to say it out loud or someone next to you, but maybe under your breath, just say what it is you repent of or think say about it. it. Just say yes. it. Say, I repent of, say, say it. it. Okay, you got to confess it. The Bible Amen. says when you confess, then you'll be saved. So confess it before the Lord or say it under your breath or in your mind. Just close your eyes and say, I repent Ooh, of and on. name every yes. single one. Come on, we're having a revival right yes. now. Name it. I repent of, you know, Hallelujah. bitterness. I repent Come of on. jealousy or hatred. Mm. I repent, whatever it is, mm. I repent of it. Now say this. Say, thank you that you died on the cross and that the cross disarms the power of Satan according to Colossians chapter number two. 
Thank you, Lord, that you, the blood of Christ forgives me and that I can be made righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross. I receive now the imputed righteousness of Christ. And from this day forward, I'm gonna seek first the kingdom and your righteousness, and you will add the desires of my heart to my life. I repent and I turn to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, shout amen. amen. I'm on, say amen. amen. Come on, some of you right now. See, I told you, it's coming off you. It's coming off you. Chains broken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, spend some time in worship. Go ahead, go ahead. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.